Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today, and welcome back to part two of this message that I've shared called Creativity where heaven intersects earth. Listen, this is such an encouragement for me, and I know it is for you too, to realize that your art is so much more than just the convergence of materials and techniques. It's literally an intersection point that God wants to use to release his light and life into the earth in line with your divine design, in your circle of influence, in the marketplace, in the church, in order to see his transformation come And for people's lives to be affected, for them to be changed in his presence. And he wants to use you and he wants to use me to do that. So listen, continue to be encouraged. This is part two of a message I shared called Creativity, Where Heaven Intersects Earth. Now, as we think about that whole process, I want you to understand biblically that this is not just something that people like me who do arts ministry have come up with in the last you know, 15 or 20 years and just thought, this is a great idea. We should just, I bet if we made, if we went to artists, we could make a whole bunch of money going around doing these conferences. (laughs) We can't. (laughs) Believe me. This is not something new. You know, uh, the church has been talking about art and creativity for a long time, but even in the word, there's this huge uh, history that we have biblically for the creation of objects in media uh, by godly artists and craftsmen to transmit the glory of the Lord. And you need to know this as an artist because a lot of people, uh, you know, they'll ask you, what do you do? And you'll say, well, I'm an artist and I'm a Christian. And they'll be like, what? You know, how does that even, uh, they don't even have a grid for that. You know, you need to understand kind of why this, this is biblically. And so since the very beginnings of history, creative expression has been used by God's people to be this conduit uh, for his presence. And here's the deal. The Father is not just concerned with the dissemination of information. You with me? He's not just about do this and don't do this. Here's a list of rules. That's not what he's concerned about. And, and I say this as an evangelical and as a charismatic and as a product of the Protestant Reformation. Uh, as wonderful as all of that was, we missed a big part. <laughs> because... With, with all of the excess that was going on in the Catholic Church at that time and with how, you know, the wonderful movement that we have as the Protestant Reformation and all that, we lost the beauty of the church. We lost this idea that God was to be glorified through beauty in our worship. And we just kind of got into this real minimalistic kind of just three points in the truth, brother. You know, just give me, just give me the nuggets, you know. Well, listen, tell me in the word where that ever happened. God, God was always about demonstrating himself through story and through metaphor and through burning bushes and rods that turned into snakes and living in gold boxes and in beautiful tents and having huge houses filled with gold and incredible furniture for his people to come, come into. I mean, I, I can even see y'all right now. You're just kind of like, that makes me really nervous. That seems kind of excessive. God's excessive. God is excessive. There's a side of God as artists that we get to display the fabulosity of God in everything that we do. He's excessive. He's too much. He's too much. 
And he's too much for the church and he's too much for the world. But he's called us to begin to release his fabulosity again in the earth. That's a $5 word right there, baby. Copyright it. I'm stealing that one too. Oh, that was mine. I'm good. <laughs> Woo. Yes. Okay. So this is an interesting thing. Um, as I was reading Lucy Shaw's book, um, Breath for the Bones, which Lucy Shaw is an Anglican poet. Fabulous. If there, I think it's probably one of the best books until Patty's book comes out here in the fall. It's the best book I've ever read probably on prophetic art. And it's called Breath for the Bones. And she talks about in there this importance of wrapping the truth in beauty and how that that's the model of the biblical narrative and how that if we believe that the written word of God is truly the word of God, which we do, then we have to believe that the truth, that the package that the truth is contained in is just as much the word of God. Are you with me? I'll say it again. If we believe that the truth of God's word is God's word, then we, we can't just suck out the nuggets from that and leave the packaging. We have to believe that if God put it in the packaging in his word to deliver it, that the package in which it comes in is as important and is as vital to understanding the truth as is the nugget of the truth itself. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so we can't, we can't separate the beauty of the story from the truth because it's the story it's the metaphor it's the beauty of god it's the 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 beauty of of the artistic the creative expression of the story that gives the story the truth it's sticking power are you with see you're almost there <laughs> yeah it's context it gives it its context otherwise we we begin to to just think oh i should just do this and do that and, and how many of us have so many rules that we're trying to, to figure out in our life already? But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't just say, do this and do that and go this way. And go. He said, the kingdom is like a man who went out to a field and saw it. He told stories in ways that people could understand. And that's what the Father is calling us to do today. He said, the glory of the, of the realm, my beauty realm, like Patty said today, the throne was surrounded by this, this you know, rainbow that looked like an emerald and the streets looked like gold. And the, I mean, He began to create this beautiful picture so that we can understand the beauty and the majesty and the too muchness of his glory. He didn't just say, I am really big and I am great. No. He took great detail. I mean, even, even reading the Old Testament in, in, in Exodus and, and during the building of Solomon's temple, you can read for chapters and verses and verses and verses just on the detail about the furniture that was in these places. If this is the word of God, then God sees that as important. He sees the detail of his beauty, of his nature, and, and the understanding of that as important. And so we are important because we are a part of that story. And, and the communication of that beauty and the packaging of that, the context of the truth of God's word as it relates to artistic expression is vital to the world understanding who God is. Listen, the world has had, if the world was going to get saved by good sermons and good preaching and good, it had already been done. The world is waiting on a demonstration of the power of God, the real nature of who God is. And I tell you by the Spirit, it's going to come when the body of Christ begins to operate in the fullness of creative expression. And you're called as a forerunner. We're not called as just special. 
We're called as forerunners. We're called as the ones to go ahead and say, y'all come this way. Everybody can do this. All right. Now, here's one of the the interesting things. I'm not going to go through a lot of the, the details of of different biblical examples because I've kind of said those throughout the weekend. But one of the interesting things I think about continuing this prophetic legacy that we see in God's word, even from, you know, Bezalel and, and even, you know, I mean, think about the trumpets that played at Jericho. I mean, hello, couldn't God just have blown the walls down and let the children in? But he said, no, I want you to cooperate with the process through music. What about Noah? Couldn't God just have taken Noah's family and put them up on the top of a mountain and protect them? But he said, no, I want you to cooperate with the deliverance of the whole earth through you as a craftsman building this beautiful ark for you guys to live on. And it's going to be a vessel for all of creation to begin to to be a hiding place so that in the context of your art, I'm going to save the world. Whoa. (laughs) Why not? You see, these, these are important things that we need to understand. And so just like we become new creations in Christ by faith that transform the world around us, we also get to do that as well. We get to create new creations that carry the life and light of God, that create transformation in our world. Are you with me? So we've been made new creations And we get to create new creations by faith so that what we are creating becomes an extension of the kingdom through us. All right. Now, one of the interesting things about this whole process is that everything in the kingdom has to happen by the same currency. And that currency is called faith. Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. Faith is the way things get done in the kingdom. God doesn't respond to your need. He responds to your faith. That's that's very, very plain in the scripture. And as I was beginning to understand kind of this this whole idea of what kingdom creativity is all about, what unleashing the creativity of heaven that lives inside of me, what what is that all about? God was like, "You, you can't separate the faith component from that. You've got to understand the role that faith plays in this and and the father you know how sometimes he does things that that confuse you and kind of like do what as i was reading one day you know uh hebrews 11 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen the father said why don't you just for kicks (laughs) take that word faith and replace it with art or creative expression and i said hmm okay Let's read it together. It says, now, now art is the, now, oh, hmm, I think I'm on the edge of heresy. Oh, now art is the th- substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Is that true? It is true. It is true. Art, what, it, what is art? Art is the, this result of this hoping and dreaming and seeing things that are yet in the natural, in the spirit, and it's the process, the tangible process of collaborating with that spirit of God, with my skill level, remember like a voice? It's that process of bringing that thing which is yet unseen into the earth, into the seen realm. So art, creative expression, is the substance, it's the proof of things hoped for, it's the evidence 
of things not seen. I, I said it a couple of different ways. I said, art is the tangible expression or the substance of your hope and your desire wrapped in your unique creative expression. Even another way, art in collaboration with the Holy Spirit is the tangible expression of the unseen realm in the earth. It's the proof that the things that you see in your mind, the things that you're feeling, you're sensing, when you bring it as art, when you uh, when you manifest that thing in the earth, that is faith. That is that process. It's the same thing with any, any kind of faith. You see it, you believe it, you know it, and by faith, it comes into being. That's what art is. That's what our creative expression is. It's the same process that happens. And so then I was like, whoa, that is really rocking my world. So now without, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without creative expression, it's possible, impossible to please God. Ah! Yes. Without this process of dreaming with God, without this process of, of feeling and sensing and knowing and hearing what's going on in the spirit realm and collaborating with what he's given me to bring that into the earth realm. Without that, yes, it is impossible to please God because that's how the kingdom operates. That's how it operates. Otherwise, it's just us striving. There's got to be the transaction of bringing the unseen into the scene. That is faith. And without that, it's impossible to please God. He said, do one more. What about without faith or with faith, you could say to this mountain, move? Oh, no, God, you're messing me up now. <laughs> well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. With faith, you can say to this mountain, move, and it'll be cast into the sea. With art, with creative expression, you could say to this mountain, move, and it'll be cast into the sea. What about if it's your art? That when somebody comes into an intersection point with your creative expression, that they've heard sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon their whole life, that their friends have preached to them, and nothing has changed. But boom, when they hear your song, boom, when they hear your creative expression, when they hear your poem, when they see your painting, boom, then the mountain is moved. So change happens. Transformation happens. Because the kingdom is being released. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without this dynamic of reaching into the heavens and releasing it into the earth, it's impossible to please God. My friend, that is why our calling is so powerful. 
And that's why that art then becomes this intersection point where heaven invades earth to steal a phrase from Bill Johnson. <laughs> that's when it, boom, it hits in transformation. And, and so these, these works that we create, these songs, these objects, these things, they become vessels of the Holy Spirit. They become like transmitters. Can you, can you even see that with the, when you sell work, that when your CD is sitting in somebody's car, that it's like, boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop. It's like a little transmitter, a little Holy Ghost transmitter. It's bringing the glory of the Lord. That when that vessel that you made is sitting in somebody's house, it's literally changing the atmosphere. Why? Because the glory of the Lord lives on and inside and through that thing. Why not? Why not? That's the way. See, Jesus said, it wasn't me. Jesus said that we're going to do greater works than he did. And we're going to do that as we co-labor because we're co-heirs with him. So we're supposed to do it like he did, only doing what we see the Father doing. If he can heal the sick and raise the dead and preach the kingdom is at hand, then so can we. If he can take mud balls and put them in people's eyes and see blind eyes open, then so can we. So can we. That's what God has designed us for. I just... By the Spirit of God say to you tonight, open up your dreamer and dream again. Open up your dreamer and believe again that the kingdom of God is actually for real. Open it up. Even just close your eyes right now. Just by faith, I call your spirit to attention right now. And I say, open up to the Spirit of God. Open up to the life of of God right now and let your dreamer let your spirit come alive again by faith to believe that the kingdom of God is actually for real that this stuff can actually work that you can actually be used in the power of God to release his kingdom thank you father hmm yeah. Just let that sink in just for a second. Thank you, Lord. The Lord began to show me also that when we create these pieces of creative expression, whatever they look like, whatever that, see, why couldn't you as a businessman create a new model that would change the whole economic nature of our country? Why couldn't you be the one that came up with a cure for poverty that changed all of sub-Saharan Africa. Why not? Why not? See, when we, when we create these beautiful pieces, when we create these creative expressions, the process releases the testimony of Jesus. It literally releases the life-giving breath of God. It's this intersection point, and it's literally, the Lord began to show me, it's like a table. You know, when you go out to eat with somebody, you got to want to do that. If I don't like you, I don't want to go out to eat with you. It's been three hours, you know. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I, we'll get coffee. <laughs> but if I like, you know, if you know how that is. I mean, come on, y'all. If you like somebody, you're like, man, let's go to dinner. Let's go out, you know, have a great bottle of wine, have some great food. We were going to stay for dessert, you know, hallelujah. We had a three-hour lunch the other day. It was good. Had some key lime pie. I mean, we just kept just hee-hawing and laughing. Why? Because I love we love that. The table across every culture is this beautiful way for us to connect with each other. If we want to connect with each other, especially in the South, I'm going to have you all over for some low country bowl. You know, we're going to sit there and eat some shrimp. 
Thank you, Lord. You know, we're going we're gonna to eat that corn. We're going to sit up. We're going to have a good time. Why? Because it's the table. It's the nourishment. It's even, I can't go into all the details of this, but it's, it's even been proven that even in our nature, even in our brain, that there's a connection with the food, the way we eat, the ability to connect with each other over food. There's something very visceral and real about how that enhances our connection with each other. And the Lord began to show me that as we create art, as we create creative expression, whatever it looks like, that that literally becomes like a table set before people. And that when people encounter our creative expression, it's like they've been invited to a banquet table and they come up and sit down. And it's not just your piece that's sitting there, it's Jesus that's sitting on the other side of the table. And it's the Holy Ghost that is serving up the entree and the appetizer and the salad and the dessert and all the beautiful new wine that comes with that. And it's in that place that transformation begins to happen. And the Lord began to show me in the word how the table has been used over and over. The, the table in, in Solomon's temple, the golden table where the bread of his presence was. In the tabernacle, the table of showbread, which represents Jesus as the bread of life and the bread of God. Even in Revelation, when we talk about the wedding supper of the Lamb, Jesus invites us to eat at the table with him and to experience community, to experience intimacy in the context of a table. Even the story of Zacchaeus, the one that nobody liked, the one that nobody understood, the poor little fellow that ran up a tree and was just trying to get a glimpse of Jesus because he knew he needed to see him, but that Jesus would never invite him. Jesus called him down and asked him, what? To the table. There's a gospel song I love. It says, come on in where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Come on in. That's all the voice I got. But it's like there's this table that God has set for his people. Even altars, and you th- when you think about formal churches, you know, the altar is what? It's a table that's set where we were invited, even metaphorically, to interact with God. Many of you maybe in your churches, you have a table. We have a table at our church that says, in remembrance of me, on the front of it. It's a beautiful table that's spread with the sacrament of communion. Listen, your creativity is the same way. It becomes a table. And the Lord showed me, he said, in Psalm 23, where it says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I began to just mull on that and meditate on that. And I came up with this. It says, he sits with me and prepares a place of nourishment for me in in the face of everything that wants to kill me. What if it was your song? What if it was your piece of art? What if it was your book? that became the difference in life and death, that became the place of nourishment for a person in the face of everything that wanted to kill them. What if it was your song that they played over and over and over as they lay in their bed with cancer and then one day God began to raise them up? What if it was your painting? There's a story in in my book that I talk about a a lady, Ginger Mosier, who was a part of our creative community um, in Atlanta. She was a painter battled with with debilitating depression and god told her in the middle of that were days where she could not even get out of the bed to take a picture that a painting that she had done and they set it up on an easel in front of her bed and she looked at it every day and it was that the glory of the lord began to come through that painting and she got up out of that bed and has not struggled with depression praise god why not your art 
Why not your creative expression? That it would be a place of nourishment and life for people. See, our art, our creative expression is designed to bypass the intellect. We can talk to people. We can try to convince them all day long. But it's in the context of creative expression that's, that's from the spirit, by the spirit, to the spirit. It can cut through the crap, if you will. It can. You know, that's why you can preach to somebody their whole life. They can sit on the front row and never be changed. But in the context of a song, the context of some creative expression, they, they hear that song one more time and they just, begin to, they just begin to break. Why? Because creative expression came from the Spirit, by the Spirit, to their spirit, bypassed all their intellect and life. The nature of God came into everything that was dark and formless and void in their life. That's how the thing works. And without that, it's impossible to please God. Without that, everything that you're doing is for naught. Without that, we're just a bunch of prideful, talented people doing our own thing. But with that, <laughs> with that, we are an army of artists designed to change the world. Somebody <laughs> has got to change history. Why not you and me? Why not? Why not believe again? Why not believe again that you could be the one? Why not believe again that I could be the one, that we could be a part of a generation that God is raising up to reveal his glory and that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea because we chose to collaborate with the Holy Spirit, stand in our place and let the wind of God blow through us. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, we want to pray for you tonight and just impart that spirit of faith and of power into you as you go back into your normal life because the things that you've received this weekend are eternal things they're not just good ideas they're not just new techniques they're things that god has deposited in your spirit that are now going to take root and, and produce much 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 fruit in your life so i think uh the band's going to come up and uh we're going to pray for everybody tonight um in the context of a fire tunnel and uh woohoo and so uh i'm gonna let maybe christine tell us how how we want to do this um logistically all right can we just thank matt was that like amazing brother <laughs> seriously that was awesome okay we have some restrictions over there and um, you creative types might be a little crazy going through this fire tunnel. So we're going to take that into consideration. So if I can have my ministry team come up forward, I think what we'll do, um, if, you know what? Um, yeah, we might need to move some of the, the art on that side. But I would love to not stand in front of that because that's making me crazy. Um, we're going to form our tunnel here. If we will just one side front row go, the next side front row go, we'll just file out nicely. You guys are going to go around the back and you are going to enter the fire tunnel from down there. And then you will exit the fire tunnel. Actually, we're going to move on down, move on down. Um, would you James? That way you guys will be deposited here. Okay. And if we need to, we will yank, uh-huh, 
we will yank you out but I just encourage you to go back to your seat and continue receiving if you can make it back to your seat but the main thing about fire tunnel this isn't a stop and receive a prophetic word <laughs> Patty this is <laughs> we got we got Matt across from Patty so that if she wants to hang on to you too long Matt's gonna <laughs> But fire tunnels are fun, and they're fast, and um, yeah, and so are we going to just kind of worship? Yeah. So let's just, uh, let's just stand and invite the presence of the Lord right now. And Father, I just ask you right now, Lord, that you would, by, by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, impart again afresh, God, the capacity to dream again. Show, God, release faith in the room, God. Release your power, God. Release your glory in new measure, God. Open up, open up, open up the floodgates of heaven, God. Let it rain. Let your glory again come, God, and fill your temple. God, thank you that we are each your temple, Lord. We are your temple. We are your temple, God. And we ask, oh God, that you would come. We ask, oh God, that you would come again, God, and fill the temple. Let the glory of your presence, God, come. Let the glory of your presence, God, come like a mighty cloud and settle in upon us, God. Father, we ask that we never be the same. God, thank you that you who began a good work in us is faithful to complete it. And so I just, I just commission you tonight to go into all the earth and release the kingdom of God. Preach the kingdom of God is here. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. And preach the goodness of God. Preach the goodness of God. And if absolutely necessary, use words. Release the kingdom of God in all of its power. Through your unique creative expression. I release you into it now. I release you into it now. I release you into it now. Let's just kind of begin to move quickly. Guys, you can play. We're just going to ask, Father, let the anointing. Let the anointing now, God, rise in the room. In the room, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.